1: Here we go. This is the Piffles Podcast, your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. We're in a pretty good mood after uh, after last weekend. My name is Alex. I'm Steve.
0: I'm the karaoke king.
1: <laughs> can't wait for that. Can we just hurry up and get to the end of the show yeah. already? <laughs> no,
0: no, we can't actually. I, I, I haven't saved this one up. All right.
1: Oh, my name is Alex. You can give me a follow at RealAlexD on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Sappabud.
0: And I still do not want your pity follows at Greg on Sports. Just,
1: just go away. Anti- go away. I don't care. Just go. Uh, go follow Piffles Pod instead on Twitter. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. What a fantastic semifinal. Let's get to that.
0: What the hell was that? what was that I, I i'm I'm not even going to laugh at that at the thing because you didn't even insert it last week what the hell was that that game was did everything huh yeah you did, did you, yeah you did you, uh, you had me laughing and that was it there's nothing there
2: so it's <laughs> like the ready. synopsis for every whatever episode
0: exactly there, nothing it's, there. It, it just means laughing and nothing there i it was hilarious
1: because <laughs> i it's like, the turf district that's hiring. Really, we should be the ones hiring a producer to do all this stuff for us. Which is funny because it's funny. Because I I laugh
0: regardless. A uh, little side note: I I nine times I t- well lately I've been the one editing, and because I'm on the road, Alex is doing the editing again. And I I laugh regardless because I know where it's going because I find it hilarious, and it did not end up in the show, and still funny. No matter what we yep. do, it's still funny.
2: That might make it funnier, actually. Just it, random laughter for no reason.
0: It was actually. I, I was like, I was listening to him, like Alex forgot, and this is hilarious.
1: Did I forget it this week? We'll find out. We'll
0: find out. Spoiler <laughs> alert: you you will know before I do.
1: Semi final weekend, guys. Riders beating Calgary, thirty three to thirty in a shootout that I don't think anybody saw coming. Double overtime. Best in kicker- one of the wildest games you'll ever see. Best kicker in
0: the league. I told you last week. Best kicker in the league is gonna gonna hit a game. When I joked, it would come down
1: to uh, to a kicker missing, and sure enough, Renee paredes missed three field goals in that game, and that was pretty much the difference. He makes any of those kicks. We're probably talking a, a oh. different story this week here on the show. But let, let's let's go to the first half here because that was oh uh, yikes. And we've already yeah, talked so about everything important. Yeah, exactly. It, Let's move on. Interception, 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 and that was just Cody Fajardo throwing it to Moxley. Um, oh, Levi Mitchell had two picks thrown to, to Ed Gainey. And if Gainey didn't slow down, he would have 3-2. And neither of those teams looked like they wanted to win. It just, it was a sloppy first half, and things started to kind of pick up when Paredes missed that one field goal. Jamal Morrow Returned it all the way for a touchdown. Called back on that garbage bogus, penalty.
0: Garbage penalty. And don't like okay. Me me and Ryan uh, uh, Valentine. 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 Uh, anyone know his name? I don't know it anymore. <laughs> anyway, he, <like, laughs> he, he and I. And he came at me. He's like, "Well, you're going to call that uh, hold on the uh, punt return?" I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Like. That that garbage. I understand kickers are soft and kickers aren't human, but still, like that that block on Paradise was garbage. It
2: was a perfect block. He had him right perfect in the shoulder block. and the side. And only he- the only thing they could have called on that was a blindside block because he was coming back to his own end zone and hit him f- from a blindside blindside position. They could have called that, but they did not call that. They called it an illegal block, which is wrong. It was a legal block, so the semantics-wise, could it have been called a penalty? Yes. Was it the penalty they called? Hell no. Well, but
0: but he also went down like there was a guy on the grassy knoll. Like he literally a kicker. Went, he
2: went down like he was shot. And kickers aren't people, so who cares? Kickers are basically soccer players, which aren't people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Jamal Jamal Moro made up for it, uh, just a very short time later with that punt return <laughs> touchdown. You guys have been talking, everyone's been talking all year about how he's so close to breaking one, so close to breaking one. And there it was. He finally did it in the biggest stage. Twice. So, Twice. That, that's that's the worst line. part. Twice, but
0: only one counts.
1: You know what What the best part about
2: Jamal Morrow is? He gets the ball and he heads north. He doesn't piss around. He hits his hole and goes. And he, you need that as a kicker in this league, or as a kick returner in this league, too many times over the last few years, we've had returners who like to go as far west, as far east as they can and try and try and make the hole. And it doesn't work like that. Get the yards you can, and every once in a while, you're going to get a whole hell of a lot more.
0: And for a while now, though, I, I've actually commented on how CFL um, special teams defense, they don't go for the tackle. They go for the big hit. If it wasn't for that guy actually body checking, Moro, Further out to the right, he might actually have <laughs> broken. He didn't even go for the tackle. The guy tried to go for the big hit, and he just kicked more out past the other uh, tackler.
2: Yeah, he gets a definite assist on that touchdown. It was yeah. really nice of him to to help us score there. I feel I feel like he was upset about the uh, the illegal block call and wanted to give it back
1: to us. That's what that was. And that punt return was the game changer, at least in the first half anyway, getting the riders back into the game, giving them the lead. And the rest of that first half was just garbage. ridiculous. It was garbage. sloppy.
0: I think the word you're looking for is garbage. That, that, if, that first half, I think I, uh, on Twitter, I put this half has everything, but good football. Cause it was bad. If that, that but by both sides,
2: it was terrible football. It was terrible. If, if you would have told me at halftime that this game would have 63 points scored, I would have laughed in your face because that was, there was nothing there that made me believe that either team was really ready to, to break it open. It felt like both teams were saying, no, you go play in Winnipeg.
1: I don't want to. And of course the first half ends with a controversy with uh, Duke Williams allegedly spitting on Sean Lemon.
0: Allegedly. And when you look at the
1: replay, I don't know how that's possible. Dude's wearing if a they're...
0: Balikov up to his nose. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I get uh, Sean Lemon was sour. I get he f- he felt the squeeze.
2: Uh, but... Can we just mute him for the rest of the show?
0: <laughs> but... Okay. Like Sean, like that was, it was dumb. And, and I understand that people were saying that maybe he shouldn't be kicked out because that wasn't a punch. It was a push and blah, 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 blah. And he, he's trying to save his ass for lack of a better term by saying he got spit on dude, like th- there's cameras on you all the time. Like he did the battle. I get it, but he you caused your own problems. And People who know me and know my history with Sean Lemon know we are not friends. So
2: keep his name out your mouth. Uh, I
0: will. Glad. I, I, I'm. i all too late now. I, I said his <laughs> name. It's like Beetlejuice, Candyman, whatever. I'll, I'll say his name three times in the mirror if I have to. But he 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 played himself. lack of a him. He 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 done it to himself. And yeah,
2: I I. L- I absolutely love the move from Duke Williams because the play before Cody for was trying to, to waste the last five, six seconds to save everybody some time and take the kneel down on one play instead of making everybody line up twice. And Sean Lemon decided that was the time he was going to go, you know, hard for the quarterback and, and, and rushed at him. So Duke Um. Williams did it right back and I loved it. And it, it obviously got in Sean Lemon's head. Because he's the guy that does that. You don't get you don't do that to him. And I don't know what happened between him and Duke after the shove. Something happened. There is something there. But he lost his cool. And it was great. There was no better way to end that that half than giving us a free
1: twenty-five yards to start the, the third quarter. And that was the game changer right there because the start of the opening. Or start of the second half with that onside kick, which was a brilliant call by Craig Dickinson. Oh, when you're getting that kind Spalding. of field position, you have the to do it.
2: Balding's, Wilson's, the
1: I'm, Calgary defended that
2: horribly.
0: Oh, that's brutal. That was that was like, the worst hands team I've ever seen. On there was five kick.
2: riders around around AC Leonard. There, there was there was nothing in red and white. It's like they didn't expect that to happen, even though
0: they lined like, it up.
2: Like Lothar was standing there for. Five seconds before he kicked it, and it's like Calgary's team just kind of like, uh, what do we do? That's let's four, just stay exactly where we are.
0: Four onside kicks against Calgary this year. Four,
2: best Damn kicker in the CFL. Yeah. Well, period.
0: Like I said, best uh, best kicker in the league will uh, win the win the game this week. Like that, and AC Leonard, like former receiver turned defensive uh, defensive end by uh, Chris Jones of all people. Perfect guy to put up there. Dude, dude's huge, and guy's got good get hands. He, no one talks about that. And also, no, oh, AC
1: Leonard, no one expects him.
0: Like, like, dude's huge and he's got good hands. Of course, he's going to be in the onside kick team. Like, come on.
1: And, of course, Riders take the ball down there, score. Keen shafer baker with a touchdown there. Best and minute and really-
0: a half of rider football.
1: I'm sorry. This
0: season, best minute and a half.
1: Mm, had. I'll counter that a little later. Okay, go ahead and Cody Fajardo channeled his the whole second half he channeled his inner 2013 Darian Durant
2: carrying oh the team
1: he actually ran the ball which was great the designed runs the just being able to scramble out this was the 2019 Cody Fajardo that we had that was the MOP nominee in the west like this was this was the guy that needed to show up in the second half and the Riders got it it reminded me so much of that 2013 semifinal and Durant running the ball
0: Fred. that Thank God. Like, cause that first half, like, oh my God. Like if, if he would ended four interceptions and don't get me wrong. I, I stand by <laughs> interceptions are not a quarterback only stat, but that's where they end up. If he would have ended up four interceptions and lost that game. Oh my God. Going into next season. Can you imagine?
2: That, that fourth quarter touchdown drive was, that's where I will say that was the best minute and a half or two minutes of rider football this year just perfect pass after perfect pass quick plays marched down the field and just walked into the end zone like like he owned the place that was that was what i was expecting to see all year that's what we saw against bc to start the year and then it just kind of stopped for 13 and a half games can can we just
0: say like put a blank check in front of duke williams face and just get him to sign it like this this offense has turned around since Duke Williams came into this locker room. <laughs> there's like,
2: there's a lot of fans that'll just say give him Shaq, Shaq Evans money. They, and
0: they should. I'm sorry. I, I like Shaq at all, but and and like I said, not every interception is on the quarterback. One, maybe two of those interceptions were on Shaq. He did not come to the ball. He just kind of lollygagged his way. Ball came his way and Mox, and Moxie cut him off. If he would have came back hard at the ball, he would have had it, or at least broke up that interception. And God, like he also needs like the writers need to put a 24 hour moratorium on social media for their players. (laughs) Cause he just shoots himself in the foot with a Gatling gun. Like he has got a stub on his ankle because (laughs) he's like, "I, I know you guys hate me. It's like, we don't hate you
2: just we just expect better from you.
0: you know, we and and we and if you if you were not Shaq Evans, we probably wouldn't expect it of you. But just do your job and just stay off social media because you're not doing yourself any favors. I'm
2: sorry. You you can't make plus. Two, he was he was into the 200 grand, was he not? Or he's, low or high 100s? Anyways. Well, he,
0: he wants to be the best player, uh, the highest paid receiver in the league. He thinks he's number one, but
2: yeah. You can't, you can't make that kind of money that he's obviously making and catch one pass for minus four yards in a playoff game. He needs to be better next week. There's no question there. And he hasn't been the Shaq Evans of 2019. I mean, he at all this year, I know he missed a, a good chunk with his, uh, with his broken foot, but even before then, I don't really remember him lighting it up. And that's, that's a major concern. That's, you, know, you Duke Williams has been great. We're missing Kyran Moore. We can't miss Shaq Evans too and and beat a defense like Calgary's. Or sorry, Winnipeg's. That has to be a concern going into next week.
0: We've we legit got well we got Shaq and we got KSB. Lennius has been quiet. McKinnis has been an afterthought. Shaq has not been Shaq Evans. So what, what What are we going to do going into Winnipeg? It's, it's a little bit of worry.
1: Of course, the Stamps tie it. We go into overtime. Anybody else feel like after Key and Schaefer-Baker dropped that touchdown pass which, was a oh phenomenal pass, which was a phenomenal pass by Cody Fajardo, couldn't have thrown it any better. Anybody else think that's it? Calgary's going to score a touchdown and win this game because that's exactly what I thought after that. I was like, that was so perfect. I felt so bad for KSB for dropping that one. Something like it wasn't the easiest catch, but it's, if you're in the pros, you have to have that. And I just felt so bad because I thought, well, that's there's the season right there. Calgary's going to come back and score a touchdown in the the first mini game.
2: It I can tell you, being in the stadium, you definitely were not alone in that feeling. You could hear a pin drop after that drop. It just felt like. You know the air had been let out of the proverbial stadium. It was just, it felt, it felt like we lost right then and there. And it took a little bit of time for for the fans to get back into it when Calgary got the ball back.
0: I thought KSB stood for uh, Kenny Shoddy Bud, because Jesus Christ, like that that is a Kenny Shaw frying pan hands play. Like that was perfect. He hit him. And KSP just dropped it. And yeah, like typical rider. My favorite part about the being a rider fan experience was, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this, the walk-off that Lothar hit and the flag came out and everyone just dead. Oh, like, it
2: was dead silent.
0: And no one was ready to celebrate that game until that came, until the officials made their call. You know, you know what?
2: Not quite. It was in the stadium. There was a, there was a brief, like 10 seconds of, yeah, we made it. We won. We won. And then you could tell the moment everybody saw the flag. Cause it just went from there to just nothing like dead quiet. Like I, mute button on the phone. Quiet.
0: I can tell you from my hotel room, I was like, yes. And then also, <laughs> I like, I saw the flag like as the kickers in the air, I'm like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> like, who is offside? What are we doing? Like, I I'm sorry. Tw- uh, 2009 has got rider fans with PTSD. Like, this is where we're at right now.
2: We, we don't we, we don't want to see f- flags on a <laughs> on a field goal for a win.
0: It doesn't matter. Like we, we 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 do not do well with victory. This is where we're at. Like it, it is a abusive relationship with the riders.
1: I thought it was great coming down to Renee Perez in the double overtime, missing uh. the field goal, which just was just chef's kiss perfect. chef's it was, kiss it was perfect and a great job by Jamal Moore bring it all the way out uh cuz there's i mean you don't lose field position at all in in the overtime mini game so just bring it out make sure that there's no single point just in case and then uh best kicker in the league best kicker in the league best Brent kicker in the league that's all
0: that's all i heard uh, best kicker in the league that's why he that's is left. the most outstanding special teams player who's going to lose to his <laughs> to return guy because he is not the best best special teams player in the league. It is Brett Lother, and I am glad he's on our side. Actually, before the show, I actually was wearing my uh, uh, BFL shirt, and I took it off to put on my uh, Jesus Sprinkles shirt. Because, dude, there's, there's, there's no one else I want in this league with the game on the line. And, and if I had to put my the game on someone's foot, it's Brett Lother.
2: A hundred percent, hundred percent. He, I don't, maybe, maybe we're spoiled, but he, he doesn't seem to miss those plays. And, you know, for all his faults in, on Sunday, Paradis has been an amazing kicker in the CFL for oh, definitely years. And he, he had the best statistical season there. You can't argue that fact, but if you had to pick a a kicker right now for your team, from any of the nine kickers in the CFL, other than John Frazier, probably picking Sergio. Sergio. Most people would pick Brett Lothar. He's younger. He's got, he's still got a decade of kicking left.
0: 40 plus. I am putting it on Brett Lawther. I'm sorry. hundred percent. 40 plus.
2: And we might be biased, but we're also right.
1: <laughs> Opening kickoff presented by Kathy Feshin of Royal of or John of Realty. Let's get to our Churchill Brewing Company odds and end zones. We'll take a look at the east semifinal, the Tie Cats. Even though it was only what was it? 23 to 12, a close game. That game was not close. That Steve was, was absolute, Steve
0: was wrong. Steve was wrong. Yep.
1: It was an absolute domination by the Tie Cats. Their defense was fantastic. Turnovers, sacks everywhere. Trevor Harris for Montreal was terrible.
0: I'm I, I actually I'm happy for Montreal's they don't have to worry about a uh, quarterback controversy next year because Trevor Harris ain't the guy. I'm sorry. He ain't the guy. He's going to end up back in Ottawa next year. Where else is he going to go? There's no there's no sense where... keeping him on on Montreal.
1: Maybe he ends up in BC if uh, they don't want to pay Michael Riley that huge top dollar anymore. Who's gonna
0: pay? Okay, then who's gonna pay Michael Riley? That's the problem.
1: That's a great question. Maybe, maybe,
2: maybe Edmonton, maybe Ottawa. I don't know. I could, I could also see Michael Riley stepping away. He's not. I don't think he leaves BC. If it's any, if he plays anywhere or if, if he doesn't play in BC, I think he walks away from the game. That's that's home now. That's his family lives just across the border. Doesn't it? yeah? Don't they?
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, and the uh, Washington. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So I mean, for him to leave there just doesn't make sense. But, my, but that's a, that's more of an off season discussion.
0: I I don't see BC going with Rourke full time. I, I really don't like he, he's looked good, but also that was also garbage games that no one cared about. So I you, you just don't just walk away with Mike uh, for Michael Riley. I I don't know. It, it could be interesting. I I still see Riley out in BC. And of
1: course, the TyCats win sets up the battle of. Ontario in the East final, which... Two Labor Day Classics.
0: Two Labor Day Classics uh,
1: in the the conference finals. For the league that had a pretty bad season overall, this is the best case scenario. To save the season is to have the two biggest rivalries outside (sighs) of, I mean, having Calgary and Edmonton in there as well. But these are your best rivalries and you have them to determine who goes to the great cup. They could not have planned that any better if they wanted to, because they needed this, this season I've ragged on it the whole, the whole year, maybe 25% of games might've been good. This is what the league needs. And if they have two great finals here, that basically just sets into motion 2022 and gets everybody geared up for that.
0: I just can't wait for the Riders. Argo's a uh, great cup. That's what, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, think I, right actually, now, I, if,
1: actually, I hate to say that. I,
0: Ticats Cats are making the Great Cup. Like, I, I'm I'm joking. I, I don't see the Argos beating the Ticats. Cats, but
2: uh, I said last week if uh, if I said Montreal would win, but that if Hamilton won, they would make it to the Great Cup. But if Montreal won, they would beat Toronto.
0: They they they, they destroyed. Oh, sorry, them. Toronto would beat them. Yeah, they, they just they destroyed the, the Alouettes. Like that, yeah, that game was, was, was that was bad. That was a terrible game.
2: Yeah, the the see, I find it interesting that the game in Ontario was the one played on snow, and meanwhile here over in Saskatchewan we got a beautiful sunny day, perfect Classic. weather for football, right? Like yeah. we couldn't have scripted a better du- day. Du- double here.
0: over, double overtime.
2: Like oh, yeah. my oh, heart
0: can't uh,
1: take games like that anymore. Oh
2: my god, I can't do it either.
1: Flip, flip the script this week, oh. cause it's going to be high of what minus nine, low of minus twenty one in Winnipeg for the for the West final it will probably be super nice in Ontario. Cause go figure, of course it will be right. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up here in the uh, odds and end zones was a piece that Rob Vanstone of the Regina leader post did. And this was a really cool story to me. So on Wednesday, it was his 87th birthday for Jerry Wee Wozniak. He practiced with the riders back in 1956. He never made it into a game, but he practiced and in one of the practices, he had a—he was a running back, took the ball, had a touchdown, ended up getting tackled. When while he was being tackled, he kicked his own foot, his other foot, ended up breaking a bone in his foot, and that ended his career. So what the uh, Riders alumni did with Rob Resciani and Wayne Morski, they put Jerry Wozniak <laughs> on his on his eighty seventh birthday into the Riders alumni, making it official that, yes, you are a part of the team, even though you never played a game, which is basically what you have to do to get in to be an alumni. Very cool story. And check that out in the Leader Post. Rob Vanstone has that. Fantastic story. And it surprised him. He had no idea what was going on. And that was just, that was a great feel-good story to me.
0: Rob, Rob is always the guy with the history. And I'm sure Rob could have told you his stats in practice because that's the type of guy Rob is. And I love I love Rob for that. I don't
1: think Rob's that old, though.
0: Uh, he's not, but I guarantee you he has some stat on, on Pee Wee at some point. But sometimes as much as we talk about how corporate this team's got, how much they forget the fans, how much they forget their history, they do stuff like this. And it's great to see. And the worst part is most rider fans won't even know this happened. Pee-wee, and I'm not going to say I know everything about Pee-wee, but this is probably a big deal for him because his career was cut short before anything he did. But this probably means the world at 87 years old that he is officially recognized as a Rough Rider. And I know a bunch of people that wish they were.
1: So, And a really cool uh, stat on him is he actually scored the first touchdown for the Regina Rams. So that was uh, really cool to read in that story as well. So good on you, uh, Wayne Morski, former chair of the board for the uh, alumni and, of course, alumni president Rob Resciani to make that happen. Had his family and some friends there as well, and he got to sign the alumni wall. Very, very cool. So good on you guys. Uh, That was great.
0: Hey, can I do a quick
1: CJFL
0: plug? Sure. Congrats to uh, uh, Coach Scotty of the Regina Thunder, he is the C uh, PFC Coach of the Year. So, good, good undefeated on, season, undefeated season. Unfortunately, Hilltops like they do, uh, show up in the playoffs, um, but, but got their butts kicked by Langley Rams. I hate, hate to enjoy that as much as I do, but uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, Scott, uh, for being a uh, head coach of the year. Um, Guys, CJFL football, like the uh, well, you, you, look, Logan Ferland walks on the team essentially, and is in the starting lineup of our uh, offensive line. Like, so many great players come from the CJFL, and it does not get enough respect. You
2: no, know, I can't imagine what it's like being being players in the Thunder, being fans of the Thunder. You go through an undefeated season, win through the playoffs, and then lose in a title game. As a fan, what's that like, Greg?
0: uh it sucks a lot actually <laughs> especially when you're really invested as a board member like i got i gotta miss the i gotta miss the uh, thunder supper and uh awards night because of course i'm stuck in freaking calgary this city sucks i'm sorry uh, okay now you got me started but i the thunder like guys anyone listening to this check out your local cjfl team be it saskatoon be at regina Winnipeg, if you're listening, Edmonton, you got two teams. Calgary, you got the Colts. CGFL is a great league, some great players. And it's gonna be it's awesome football. Like, check it out. Like it is up there with CIS, if not better.
2: I, I should add, uh, in case Greg didn't catch that, he's had a few wobbly pops. That was not a shot of the Thunder, that was a hundred percent a shot of the
1: Patriots. Yeah, it was. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part about the whole thing is that uh, he just completely ignored that. I yeah. did because uh the Patriots are actually good this year, which
0: surprises everybody. Hey, so how's Green Bay doing with their uh anti uh COVID uh quarterback?
2: Yeah, we're we're nine and three and second in the conference. How are you yeah, second. You're second. Get, how's get how's first. You're not first in your conference. Yes, we are. In the AFC no, no. We're well, second I mean, in the conference. That's oh, the bigger thing, Greg. Oh, I mean, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> my quarterback's still a nutcase, but he's <laughs> a quality or he's a
1: talented nutcase. He he's got COVID toe, which is apparently a thing. <laughs> Tovid, as it's uh called. Let's uh get to the okay. My favorite I said that this story about uh peewee was one of my favorite things. I don't know. I think this story might be my favorite in the CFL this week. And I know Steve, you've been waiting all episode for this all day to, uh, to talk about this, the Ottawa red blacks and their Stan account of the riders. So basically on Twitter, the Ottawa red blacks social media team, put, Hey, out of the four teams that are remaining, who should be cheer for? Obviously not including Toronto. You and- never
0: put the riders in a poll. Do not put the Riders in an
1: online poll. This is their fault. I am sorry. So they obviously put the Riders in there. The Riders win. Now, they did say, hey, CFL fans. They didn't say, hey, Red Blacks fans. They said, hey, CFL fans, who should we do? So, of course, Rider Nation went out and voted. And Ottawa changed their avatar to a green and white Red Blacks logo. And that set off everybody in Ottawa
0: going back to their...
1: Passed as the Rough Riders, even the, the Renegades came up a few times. Uh, okay, and just I, I may have mentioned everything there. I now, may have brought up the Renegades. Now, so we're not in Ottawa. We don't fully understand the full tradition there. Don't that's care. Just don't care. But but the thing is 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 that's very important to them. That's like if you were to take. If you, that'd be like the riders going back to the Regina Rough Riders. You'd piss off a lot of people. You would piss off a lot of people because it's Saskatchewan. So it's kind of similar in that sense that there's just this deep-rooted tradition of, of them, right? So they ended up deleting that and taking it down after all the backlash and put it back to normal. But my favorite thing is just the replies. There were people threatening to give up their season tickets on this. I'm like, really? You guys are really that upset about it? It can't My, be that big of a deal, is it? Can, My can favorite
2: I, can, part about all of that was the, the guys going after Chris Hoffley. The, the, the media guy who has nothing to do with their social media account. He's the guy that books interviews and handles the player's PR and that sort of thing. And, and fans were calling for his job. Like, first of all, calling for anybody's job over a silly Twitter joke. You need, to, you need to take a step back. You're taking life way too serious.
0: Well, I would like to take this time to call for a- Ariel Zer's job. But seriously, guy, like, who cares? I am sorry. Like, this is a dumb Twitter poll. The Red Blacks did it as a joke, and no one cares. At the end of the day, the team will never be the Rough Riders. They wish they were. They can't be. So who cares the logo was in green at the end of the day it doesn't matter to threaten a few weeks ago a week ago two weeks ago I kind of made a joke about the elks Eskimos thing saying if you are not if you refuse to be a fan of a team that changes a color a logo a name whatever you are not a fan of that team the red blacks fan base showed exactly what they were because apparently changing the logo to a black saw blade with a green R was a step too far. That is
2: now, garbage. In their, in their defense, we see it every year during pride month when the riders change their logo from the rider green to I, the I, rainbow logo. We see all sorts of the same kind of garbage. We see that. I, I, I get it.
0: I get it but this is different. I am sorry. This is different.
2: T- but that's what they're compl- like, as complaining about the changing of the color logo. We can't talk. Everybody gets mad about that. Yeah, you, you don't touch the logo. Yeah,
0: okay. I but, but, okay, it. okay, okay, there, there there's being and bigoted <laughs> essentially for the, the for the rainbow. And there's a dumb Twitter joke social media oh, thing. Le-
2: let me stress. I'm not saying that they're they're comparable in the changing of the, of the red blacks to green and changing the obviously you're backing an entire community with the, with the pride logo yeah. and they're, they're two separate things, but seeing some of the comments like, no, our, our, our flag is always green. The colors are green and white nothing else. Like I think, I think where the red blacks went wrong was changing the color of the logo. Cause you, you see that all the time. You see it no. in like, the logos on the floor in locker rooms—you see it everywhere else. You don't mess with another team's logo. If they would have put up a Ryder logo instead of the Red Blacks logo in green, there'd still been a, there still would have been backlash. It wouldn't have been as much, but the oh. fact that there was backlash at all is just—it blows my mind. Because I'm looking at it—if they did that to us, like let's say let's say we lost last week and the writers said who should we support, and a poll somehow picked the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I'd laugh because it's dumb. And I mean, that's, that's our most heated rival. I can't see me caring. And I mean, like, does it speak to their passion? Sure. But it also, it, it, it's too much. Like calling for people's jobs. Come on. Canceling season tickets. Then you're not a fan.
0: I'm pretty sure Bobby Dice. Blocked me for doing a Pretenders logo last year, changing the R to a P. But that's beside (laughs) the point. Like, I, I don't understand why the Red Blacks logo is like sacrilege. Who cares? It's a it's a stupid Twitter poll. Like the the amount of outrage from actually usually very like logical. Red Blacks fans was ridiculous. Like people I get along with, like I, I, like I said, I got, I know I got blocked for doing the Pretenders logo, but the people that were out there, like that I respect, the Red Blacks fans were freaking out because the R was green. I'm like, what is going on? Like this makes no sense. It is stupid. Twitter poll, the Red Blacks are not going green and white. The Red Blacks aren't doing this. They aren't doing that. They're just thrown it out. And then the fact they had to delete it and quietly just step away from it to avoid any more controversy is just ridiculous.
2: My, my favorite part now is just, I, I'm going to, I'm, I guarantee I'm going to do it for the entire rest of the week, but just, just those little subtle prods. And like somebody said something today, I think it was, it was Andrea that said, uh, the, uh, she thinks the riders are going to win on Sunday. And I said, well, yeah, obviously with the whole support with the whole, uh, support of our nation on our backs and i had people in my mentions like guys it's not that serious you if you're taking missing, my twitter poll ser- or my twitter account serious you're twittering wrong
1: you guys are missing the uh the funniest part about the whole thing is the people replying who's stan <laughs> also hilarious.
0: <laughs> well he, he was obviously the guy in the m video um he, he wrote a letter
2: it's, and he still wasn't as crazy as some of these fans.
0: Oh my god, it's just like so the, the, the the amount of chaos the red blocks caused over something so stupid and then had to walk away from it, they should have embraced it. But when when you have people like threatening to, to cancel their season tickets, that means someone actually phoned ticket office to complain. Because if they're threatening on Twitter, they just ignore it. The fact people probably called the ticket office is ridiculous, which is good. Which is actually good. Which means the uh, Red Blacks are actually popular in Ottawa.
2: So yay. Yeah, you can say one thing about this: we learned that their fan base is is crazy? not to be trifled with. They're passionate. They're crazy. But guys, don't call for people's jobs over a Twitter joke. It's not that serious. It's really not. And I'm gonna make sure you know it for the rest of this this season.
0: They're Cray cray
1: Cray Cray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's move on here, boys, to the uh to the West final. Riders at Winnipeg. Sad I'm not going because I could really go for some con right now. I thought you were um, going. Yeah, I thought you
0: were right there. The minute I saw you talking about con, I'm like, oh, Alex is going.
1: I'm no, stuck in I Calgary. Didn't. What's your excuse? I gotta work both days. Anyway, Andrew Harris. Back to practice, of course, he was for the first time in 55 days. Well, he doesn't and, return his uh,
0: shopping carts either. Jerk, <laughs> great. Memes, <laughs> can, by the way. Can, can, can we talk? Can we talk about the, the ridiculousness that we caused? Ish, I, I love the fact that we are being blo- uh, blocked, muted, whatever, because of stupid memes making fun of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers.
2: Well, my my favorite part is I I did three of them before the three or four of them before the Calgary game. I was sitting at my parents' that like the Saturday, and I'm just like, there's been no chirping, like it's been so quiet. I'm gonna throw out the most ridiculous chirps aimed at Bo Levi, and I think I did. Was it Bo Levi likes ketchup on his steak? Yeah. And, and then and then Fonzie did a couple. and I did a couple. And then and then the next day, like after the game. And, well, and I, Bal- I look on my me, Twitter me and, account.
0: Me and Valentin went back and forth a few times.
2: Yeah, and then yeah, because he he uh, I did the uh, the one the one and he responded to me with uh, Bo Levi Mitchell wins football game or wins playoff games and we had fun with that one. Not this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, but and then the next day Fonzie just did like ten of them first thing in the morning and I'm like oh god.
0: No, oh, yeah, we created a monster. I, I, I love Fonzie, but even you know, like i like dude, <laughs> like you're killing it.
2: Oh, he's, he's having fun with it. I, oh, I he's
0: having it. a lot of fun with it and he, he's and, kicking it. He, he's nailing it, but yeah. And,
2: and it's just, it's just taken off. And now other friends, other teams fans are getting involved. And I like that part. <laughs> and that's the best part about the
0: CFL family on Twitter. Yeah. When dumb stuff just goes wild. It is hilarious <laughs> and it can be a ton of fun, but Andrew Harris does not returning shopping carts because he's a monster. Let's not forget about that. <laughs>
2: If I He'll recall correctly, people. he also takes a penny
1: and never leaves one. I believe that, that, is,
0: that is also true. That is also true. Jerk.
1: So, so we'll see if he plays this week and that's going to be a, a huge matchup just uh cause if he plays, sounds like Micah tights is a 50, 50 ah, decision. That's not good. Teams. That's not
0: good. That's not good for us. If he plays Micah tights, being out is not good for us. I'm sorry. Like I, I love what we have on defense, but. Tites is awesome on the run, and I'm a little worried if Andrew Harris is playing. I I have serious doubts that he's playing, but if I'm Winnipeg, I don't know. I, you might hold him off till the Grey Cup because with Augustine and uh, uh, Olivier, oh God, I'm Olivier, Olivier, yeah. yeah, he. I don't think you need. I hate to say it. I don't think you need him against the Riders. You got a solid running game right there.
2: Well, oh, and look what Kadeem Carey did against us oh. on Sunday. I I'm worried not having Micah Tights on the roster. I really I hope even even, even if if he's at ninety percent, I hope he plays. Because he has been the biggest surprise for the riders this season. Like Just I to said, see him go from the biggest concern to Cameron Who.
0: I, st- I stand by. He should have been a most outstanding Canadian nominee because Yep. He was that good this year, but he doesn't
2: get the pretty stats. Oh no, that's he, that's the problem.
0: The the fans the fancy, the fancy <laughs> stats are always going to outweigh everything. You come most outstanding special teams, most outstanding defense, most outstanding Canadian. If you got the fancy stats, you're going to be there. But a guy like to, Micah Tites, who's like nailing it every game is not going to get the not gonna get
2: the get the recognition. And not to knock Keon Schaefer Schaefer Baker, let's just use his first his last name. No. Uh, not, not to knock him, he had a hell of a season, but I agree with you uh, that uh, most outstanding Canadians should have been should have been tights, and if he's
1: missing, that's a big concern no matter who's at running back. And uh, Jay Dearborn is going to be out for this game with an injury. Duke Williams, um, turf toe, so that's one of those tricky injuries where it could actually sideline him for the game, or if he tries to play through it, he could be very ineffective. COVID toe? It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this one shakes out because – they cannot afford to lose Duke Williams for this game. Duke, okay. This offense, when Duke
0: Williams came in to before Duke Williams came in, like, like I said, just drive a Brinks truck in front of his house and just dump it Like at this point. like He's got to be here next year. If he's not, I don't know what the hell we're doing.
2: Just make sure it's Ryder Nation. Make sure you actually go to his house, not his neighbor. Yeah, yeah
0: you're not his neighbor. Do not, do not yeah. dump a Brinks truck in front of his neighbor's house. Which is oh, better I'm sure his number... neighbor
2: wouldn't complain about that
0: one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one's different than Paul McCallum's neighbor. <laughs>
2: Duke Duke Williams missing is going to be might actually be a bigger deal than than Micah Tights because he's what make what drives our offense right now. He's our biggest weapon, and if you take him off the field, I don't know that we have the the bullets in the chamber to to win a game like this against against Winnipeg.
0: And he's been what here three four games like this is this is ridiculous how much how important he is to this offense. Like you can tell, Cody was trying to get Shaq involved. And Shaq just was not there. Duke Williams, like, oh, my God. Like, th- this this offense is different with Duke Williams in it. And you need to sign him for next year. And you need to have him on the field.
1: Are you guys worried about the rest for Winnipeg? Like, is that going to affect them so much, just not having a, a meaningful game in six weeks? I don't I think, think it's going to affect them very much. because I think it's actually going to help us.
0: I'm not going to lie. I think having a team that far off, and not playing in a while is probably a good thing for the riders because they're kind of just resting on their laurels, which is where you should rest. But it's usually not good for a team who's not had to play a important game in a while. I get it; they're all pros. But when you when you're that far from playing a game that actually means anything, you kind of come in flat. So,
2: and not, not only not only be not played a game you don't mean or that hasn't mean anything in months, but you're also, you got to think they've been reading their own press clippings. This is, they're, they're David, we're Goliath. They're the obvious team to win the Great Cup. We're just the team they have to go through. You know, I I think the, the time off is going to hurt them. I don't know if it's going to hurt them enough for us to win, but it definitely matters. Yes, it helps get them healthy too, but that's a lot of rust to shake off in the biggest game of the year up till now.
1: I think their coaching staff is too good to let that happen. I think that Mike O'Shea and uh Richie Hall for sure just they're they're too good. And the players, they're veterans, they've won before, they know what it takes to win. That it's not they're not gonna let it happen. It might be a drive or two that they're rusty for. And those are the two drives that the riders need to score on to jump out in front. But I can't see it being that big of a deal. They've I know they've had nothing to play for, but I just think this team is too good to let that affect them too much.
0: Oh, don't get me wrong. Winnipeg is by far the best team in the league. Unfortunately, at some point, someone's got to beat them to win the Grey Cup. (laughs) And God help me if Winnipeg wins back-to-back Grey Cups because it's not going to end. But I think the Riders got the best shot to do it. I really do. And that's just... Based on what the team they have, if everyone shows up, like I would, I would put our secondary against Winnipeg secondary. Our defensive line matches up with their defensive line. The only downfall might be our offensive line against their defense, uh, their offensive line. Quarterback receivers, I I hold our uh, hold ours against theirs. I would put William Powell against uh, Andrew Harris. Like we are probably the best matched up against Winnipeg, but. They just got their crap together faster before we
2: did. I think you highlighted the one part that's that's the biggest glaring difference between uh, the riders and the bombers, and it's that offensive line. their Their
1: defensive line is great. Our offensive line is okay. And they, prop props to them. They played their best game of the they season did. against Calgary 100%. and didn't allow a sack. So they we didn't mention that earlier. We should have. Uh, they were fantastic. But you know
2: what? Not only did, it, did they not uh, let out a sack but or let a sack happen but they the the team involved william Powell they got the ball they got the ball on the ground they had a bunch of short passes they got cody fajardo moving that was what you need to do with an o line that is for lack of a better term okay you get you get all three of those things going and you can keep cody upright but you you plan three five second uh passing plays and and, and make Cody drop back every play and he's gonna die
0: I like I said we we match up best against the bombers than anyone else in the league does I'm concerned but I'm not worried I I think we'll be fine but winning winning in Winnipeg is hard just ask the bombers you know, the first couple of seasons at the igf I it's it's, it's, it's not going to be easy, but I, I think the Riders can do it, and it's going to be even better walking in Hamilton as the West Division champion.
2: My favorite thing on this show is when Greg laughs at his own jokes.
0: Well, someone's asked to because you guys don't. <laughs> Jerks.
1: I think the biggest X factor in this game is uh, compared to the uh, the last two playoff games between the Riders and the, the Bombers in 18 and 19 is the roles are reversed. All the pressure is on Winnipeg to win this game they have to win this game right because they're so much better than everybody else the riders won their game that they had to they're not expected to go into winnipeg and win so for for winnipeg they need to do this and i think the riders best chance is to get the ball first score punch them in the mouth because winnipeg has not faced any adversity at all this season oh, they've not trailed none like they barely trailed at all all season long and they're not Our going goes with to give team up team. any points in the fourth quarter winnipeg hasn't given up any points in the fourth quarter all season long and the only times they did was in meaningless games so you know you're not going to score there in the fourth quarter at least a whole bunch anyway. So you got to get out there first. If you can get up to a 7 nothing, a 10 nothing lead to see how Winnipeg responds to that, that's your best chance for the riders to win. So all the pressure is on Winnipeg. They need to come out and win. And with having all that time off, it's going to be really interesting to see exactly how that the start of the game happens.
0: I just can't wait till the Bomber fans boo Zach Clarison at PSA because they, they're losing so bad. Stupid bomber fans. Still, still my
1: favorite. Still my favorite moment at IG Field.
0: Oh, that was so good.
1: And uh before we get to our official picks here, do want to give a special shout out to Bob Irving, Voice of the Bombers on CJOB Radio in Winnipeg. He is calling his final game of his career over 40 years as the voice of the bombers, which is pretty impressive. So in
0: honor of Bob, Bob Irving, Irving, in honor of Bob Irving, F the XFL. He, <laughs>
1: He hates, he hates American football. So. Oh,
0: he hates the XFL so much. And everything that I came out with the talks between the C- CFL and the XFL, he was right there crapping all over it. So in honor of Bob Irving, may I say F the XFL.
1: There's not many people that love the CFL more than Bob Irving. So good for him for uh, the last 40-plus years and to, uh, to be such a great ambassador for the CFL. And it's...
0: And in all honesty, and in all seriousness, as a former media media student, and Alex can attribute this as well. Steve, he, he did his own thing. IT apparently, I don't know. He, he does a thing. Um, Bob Irving was always very giving to the media students who wanted to um, learn further. He Bob Bob would give his time. So Bob was a great mentor to people out there, especially in the Winnipeg area. So. Uh, Bob's, Bob's one of the good ones as much as I love making fun of him for being dated on some of his thoughts, but Bob, Bob's a good one. So,
1: and, he, um, and he's a Sasky boy too, just outside of Regina as well. Yes, so yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know you're always on the, always on the wrong side, but Bob's a good guy.
1: All right, guys, let's get to our, uh, official picks here for the division finals battle of Ontario, Hamilton at Toronto. I said it last week, if Hamilton beats Montreal, they're going to win or to get to the great Cup, they're gonna win. I, 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 I think the we're all on this second. one. I think
0: I think they're gonna go walk into Toronto and just just put their foot down their throats. Like I'm sorry, Toronto, like R- Ryan we Blue Eyes and all is not ready for what's hap- gonna come come in because is gonna kick his throat
1: in. Yeah, Hamilton.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and uh, riders at Winnipeg. I
0: I like the I like. I don't know. I don't know if King Homer's with me on this one, but I think the Riders are going to win. I really do. I like the way we line up. It's the only weakness the Riders show compared to Winnipeg is their offensive line. So I think the Riders got what it takes to win.
2: If we put a game plan together like we did in the second half against Calgary, move Cody around, run the ball, short passes, take Winnipeg's defensive line out of the game, and protect the ball. I think the riders I think the riders win. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be a tight game. Unless it's not. If it's not, it's not gonna be good for us.
0: So so you do you want me to do the prediction like I did the last week where saying I'm gonna chew my nails off and we will go to overtime again or what?
2: No, let's not I, I cannot handle an overtime to go to Great Cup. I'm going to Hamilton. I will I will say this about Great Cup though. It is way more fun when the riders aren't in it, but great the game day sucks. So it it makes the whole week stressful when, when the team when your team is actually in the game. But
1: I I am predicting that we will be there. I really want to say that the Riders win because I think it will be a close game for sure. It's gonna be a one score game. This team hasn't scored a touchdown against Winnipeg all season long. Three. And that still three. worries. Three. that's three. still I, I'm I'm doing the deadliest
0: three. And I'm not even doing a three. I'm doing a deadliest
1: three. They're getting three. Until they can get one, then I just don't see them winning this game. I, I think they will actually score against them, but they've shown nothing in the last few games against Winnipeg, The very even going back to 2019, to prove to me that they can hang with them. So for that reason, I reluctantly say Winnipeg by six points.
0: Riders are getting three touchdowns against Winnipeg this week. You heard it here first. Six? Phrase.
2: Did you say six? Three. I said three. I heard six. I was like, Jesus, man.
0: No, he said six points. And he said this, okay. He said, he said, said Winnipeg one, by
2: six. He said Winnipeg by six. Okay. I said right okay, but I put touchdowns. those. I put those two thoughts together.
0: Yes. Riders are getting three touchdowns against Winnipeg this week. We're getting twenty-one points. Telling you right now.
1: Well, it should be a uh, one hell of a west final, and uh, we'll be back next week. Well, Steve won't. He'll be at Grey Cup. Steve, you should do the show live from Grey Cup. That'd be fun.
2: Eh, it, depending on what we do what day we do it i'm down
0: know uh, get a sharpie take off your shirt that ain't it,
2: happening ever again let, let never the, ever the, ever ever again
0: let the freak flag let the freak
1: flag fly no uh, that'll happen next year because i'm a bad influence on you steve oh god so uh, it'll be that's fun. gonna be we'll, scary we'll have a lot of fun next week talking about the great cup and of course uh hopefully talking about the riders in it which would be absolutely awesome And, uh, but until then, enjoy the game, everybody. Piffles podcast is brought to you by great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to Kathy Festian of Roy LePage, Regina Realty, and Churchill Brewing Company for their support making this show possible. Greg, you got the the pipes all warmed up. You ready to go? Here's Ghost Behind Your Mind by Tyler Gilbert. We've
0: We've got the best kicker. Screw Paradise.